Did you know that if a polar bear and a grizzly bear were to mate, it'd be called a pizzy bear? We've got all sorts of weird and interesting facts and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Did You Know with Ryan O. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. In case you didn't know, I'm Ryan O. This is my show and I know exactly what you're thinking. What do you call a grizzly bear and a panda bear? Yeah, I guess I'll try to find out that information for you in the future. Here at Did You Know with Ryan O, we are the podcast all about pop culture references. We even talk about science, history, geography, geology. There's a whole bunch of ology jokes I could be making right now. But since I'm alone in this episode, I'm going to save all the jokes for later so that we can have something to laugh about after I bore you to tears for the next 25 minutes. What I am going to do is start you off with a story. I don't normally tell work stories. I don't normally talk about work in general because I try to avoid any potential uh, ramifications for the future. Um, but I'm just going to tell you a story about what happened uh, what happens most days based on current, you know, the current mask culture that's going on here in America. Uh, every day, if you were to be at a retail store, you could you could see this happening all across the country or where anybody has to ask a question. You can probably see where I'm going. People wearing masks, talking to other people wearing masks behind plexiglass and whatnot, and they have to ask them a question. But in order to ask this question, some people pull down their masks because they claim that they can't be heard otherwise, which is absolutely ridiculous if you ask anybody who's had any experience whatsoever in music or acting or pretty much any sort of public speaking because they don't understand what it's like to project your voice. And so you see people who are shouting, um, even shouting at their kids or their family um, from across the store or across the room or um, even outside at the park or whatever, people are removing their masks in order for them to be heard because they don't know how to deal with the fact there's a piece of cloth in front of their face. And it's as simple as talking. Well, let's hypothetically say that a person and this example that you want to have a conversation with is uh, nine feet in front of you. What you should do is pretend like you're talking to them like they're 12 feet in front of you so that your voice reaches past them in order for them to be heard because you're trying to you know, push through the layer of fabric in order to be heard. It's as simple as that. Just pretend like you're talking past them in order for them to hear you. It's I can't make it any more simple than that. And it happens every day, at least five times a day, um, wherever I'm at. Um, well, more specifically while I'm working. If I'm not working and I'm out in public, I see it happen at least once a day because people are ridiculous and a half. The extra half is, well, they're humans. Um, so I guess the moral of the story, if there is one, is, you know, just speak loudly and carry a small stick, question mark? So that right there is a little section of uh, kind of like what grinds my gears. You know, if I had gears and I were a robot, 
So the phrase grinding my gears, I get it. It stems, it's it's a very mechanical phrase, but it's also really weird assuming that humans have gears. It's weird. Anyways, uh, let's move on from that section. Um, lately, I've attempted a whole bunch of different video games um, from many different consoles just because I have completed Dragon Age Inquisition and was looking for something new to do before I tackled another gigantic RPG. And so lately I've tried a bunch of um, games that were on sale on either the Xbox um, Xbox Marketplace or stuff from different emulators um, around the world. And um, one of them I tried was called Graveyard Keeper. And it's a farming game where you have to, well, basically you die and have to go and work on a graveyard in order to um, do all sorts of different tasks and get better notice so that eventually they will reunite you with your your beloved. And, and so like that right there is a bit weird. So you start off at a graveyard and you have to make it pretty. But in order to make it pretty, um, you, you have to obtain tools. In order to obtain tools, you got to talk to people. In order to talk to people, you got to be there on specific days. And then you have to deliver stuff from person A to person B in order to get item one. Then you have to deliver item one for, to person C, which, which triggers them giving you another item over to give to person D. And it, it's a lot of cause and effect sort of things. And it's, it's cool if you like those sort of games, like uh, the, those farming type of games where you have to eventually um, break things and, and clear things and sell things over and over again. But if you're looking for an adventure type of game, uh, a Graveyard Keeper is not one of them. Uh, a, a game that does have a bit of adventure is Pumpkin Jack, which is... Ooh, a really interesting and creepy game about uh, where where the devil is kind of angry and needs to send out a champion in order to stop people from doing, you know, really, really terrible, dumb things. And he's super annoyed at them. So he sends um, Stringy Jack, a.k.a. A, a giant you know, jack-o'-lantern pumpkin dude, to go and fight crows and um, the undead and and humans and stuff like that and, and do his bidding. It's it's kind of cool. It's a platformer. Um, but but also, it, it it's cool if you like that sort of stuff. If you like skeletons and the undead and whatnot, go for it. That's uh, it's kind of epic and a half. Another game I've been playing is called Metal Storm. Metal Storm is a really, really old game that came out in the 80s for the original uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. And it's fun. You're a, you're a robot, and your goal is to basically side-scroll and, and kill all these things with your gun and, and jump on different platforms while you're doing so. And um, it's fun until you die. Um, but and it's really easy to die. Just like one hit and boom, you're gone. So that's like my only downfall on it, but it's kind of addicting because you want to do better and better, and I bet there's a speed run for it. So eventually I'm going to learn the speed run and just kick its butt over and over again because it's fun. And I think anybody, if you like those old Nintendo Entertainment System NES games, you should go for it. Um, try it, definitely, Metal Storm. Uh, speaking of other Nintendo games, I'm, a, I'm also a big fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, which is also known as the arcade game. 
the original one where they steal April and your entire goal is to beat up all these people to try to get April O'Neil back. Well, it's, she's April O'Neil, so so clearly I'm I'm fond of her. So you should totally try to get her back and uh, defeat the Foot Clan and Shredder and whatnot and have a good old time. Also available on many different um, places, but I was playing it on my NES emulator, which which I don't necessarily recommend emulators if you can buy the real thing. But if you can't buy the real thing, then you do what you got to do, dude. And those are just a few of the little video games that I've tried recently. I've also been playing a bit of Marvel's Avengers, which is both exciting and a letdown simultaneously. So I'm, I'm trying to overcome that by just, you know, walking around as Thor and, and beating people up with Molnir. That's satisfying. Or just using a bow and arrow with Hawkeye. That's a cool thing you can do now. So, so those sort of things I'm all about. Um, so I guess I'll talk more about video games and whatnot later on down the road in a future episode. Um, but coming up, I'm going to talk about uh, a show I've been watching. And um, I'm going to talk about a whole bunch of science in just a moment after a quick word from our sponsor. What's up, y'all? This is Nate Hampton, also known as Cousin Nate. Got myself a new SoundCloud up and running. Would appreciate the likes, the listens, the follows, and all that good stuff. If you like up-tempo, fast-paced mixes, this is the place for you. Also going to have a lot more mixes coming up real soon. So give it a follow. It's www.soundcloud.com slash cousin underscore Nate. Thank you so much. Are you a fan of Pokemon? Are you a fan of RPG games, ukuleles, and creating awesome theme parks? Well, you can hang out with Steven, and you can see all sorts of amazing awesomeness happening on Mondays, on Thursdays, and on Saturdays, all on twitch.tv slash it's Steven with a P-H. That's I-T-S-S-T-E-V-E-N-W-I-T-H-A-P-H. It's Steven with a P-H on twitch.tv. Are you currently wearing a Team Ryan O shirt? Well, if you're not, you should be. And you can be. At our merchandise shop, Zazzle.com, that's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E dot com slash store slash Did You Know with Ryan O. We've got all sorts of amazing shirts, even pertaining to some amazing inside jokes here, including choices were made. Ryan O is my hero. Adam's cheesesteaks, the rambunctious Johnson sick note tour shirt, and much, much more. You can even find some koozies, some hats, and some other amazing stuff. Only at the zazzle.com slash store slash did you know with Rhino. Wear it, share it, love it. And now back to our show. Did you know with Rhino? And we're back. What's up, guys? Hey, Rhino's still here. Uh, so a little while back. There was this awesome comic book that came out called Invincible. It's by Robert Kirkman, the same dude who did The Walking Dead. And it's about this boy who is the son of like the most powerful superhero on, on Earth. And uh, he discovers that he also has powers. And so it's about him dealing with those powers and who he wants to be in the shadow of his own father trying to, you know, become his own person. But his father 
may not be who he's always seemed to be. And from there, like the, the show, the, the comic is excellent, and they created a show on Amazon Prime, also called Invincible. It's an animated series. Um, it's it's pretty dark, um, pretty epic. They they showed like a guy throw a gun into someone's skull. So that's how hardcore it gets. It's 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 a bit gruesome, but tons of fun if you're into the the superhero scene and whatnot, and, and don't mind seeing people's heads explode. There there's that too. It's a bit dark. Um. But I totally like it. It's got some amazing actors in it, like uh, Omni-Man, who is the the big um, Superman type of dude, is voiced by J.K. Simmons, um, who's amazing and whatnot. Um, Sandra Oh plays uh, Invincible's mom. And there's just so many more epic people. Just go on IMDb and see the list of people who are on there. Even Seth Rogen makes an appearance. It's It's absolutely ridiculous. And I think if you're into the superheroes and whatnot, you should check it out. So once again, that's Invincible, currently on Amazon Prime, if you got it. Or if you're just into reading books and whatnot, it's currently on sale. If you wanted to give it uh, a shout or give, sorry, check it out, uh, give it a read, as I should say. Um, it's in a book. It's in a comic book. And just check it out. Um in most of the online stores, especially through Amazon's and Comixology, and give it a check. Invincible. Ever have issues with laundry? Like you forget that something was in your pocket, or you have a whole bunch of whites and put in uh, a, a red, and now everything's become pink? Yeah, laundry mishaps can be the worst. Especially if you leave in a pen or marker in your pockets. And then you now have a permanent blue or black stain on your pockets for forever from that moment. Um, So I guess my advice of the episode is going to be, hey, check your pockets before you put something in the wash. That's from me to you. So now we've talked about some pop culture stuff and we've given some advice here and there. It's time to go over a whole bunch of random science. In fact, we're going to talk about our science fact of the day brought to you by Science Based Life. Um, They say, add a little reason to your day. Um, So a single raindrop, single raindrop can weigh 50 times as much as a mosquito. So people are wondering... How can the insects fly through a downpour and come out alive? Well, apparently, um, the answer lies in the mosquito's low mass and its strong exoskeleton. So how does it work, you ask? Well, uh, according to uh, a study from the Georgia Institute of Technology, so that like mosquitoes simply do not resist the impact of a water drop and instead just go with the flow. It's kind of like boxing with a balloon. There's no way to pop the balloon because it really doesn't resist you at all. So apparently about 25% of the time, raindrops fall directly between the mosquito's wings. And in, in those cases, the mosquito is absorbed into the falling water drop, but it pulls away just before the drop hits the ground. 
So that's how uh, a mosquito can survive a raindrop. That's going to be our science fact of the episode. Kind of cool and ridiculous. Um, speaking of cool and ridiculous, apparently a severed head of a sea slug can grow a whole new body. Yeah, I know it sounds like something out of a horror film, but it's all too real. Um, so a type of sea slug, the the Elysia um, marginata, um, has been found to not only survive decapitation, but to be able to grow a whole new body from it. Um, there's people in the University of Japan found that a few hours after having their heads severed from their bodies, I know, dark, the snail's heads were already nibbling on algae as if nothing has happened. In about 20 days, one-third of the sea slugs studied had fully grown back their bodies, hearts included. So that is ridiculous and a half, but also fun. Um, and that's what we talk about here on Did You Know with Ryan O. All sorts of science and whatnot. So let's talk about a little bit of history while we're talking about um, all sorts of fun things. Um, so apparently... Uh, over, ooh, almost 70 years ago, so like 66 years ago, um, Bill Haley in a comic, in the comets, recorded Rock Around the Clock. Um, so if like, let's assume that rock and roll was a social and cultural revolution in the 1950s. Then we're going to rock around the clock was its declaration of independence, similar to like, we're not going to take it, but it's more of, we're going to rock around the clock tonight when the clock strikes 12, that sort of thing. Originally, the band, when they were doing that recording session, it was like a three-hour recording session, was going to work on a song called 13 Women and Only One Man in Town. Um, it, it took them pretty much nearly two-thirds of their scheduled session to get a usable take of 13 Women, a song that was entirely new to them but was chosen as the A-side for their upcoming single. Um, but apparently, with time running out and no chance of extending the session, um, Haley and his comments were eager to lay down the song they've been playing live for many months to an enthusiastic audience response. Um, so, so they brought it in and they got it rocking and rolling, um, pun intended. And um, they, they did it. They only had time for two takes. Um, the first one, they played it so loud that the lead singer's vocals are almost inaudible. Um, which is, it happened because it's an era before multi-tracking. Multi-track was where you had, um, you, you could take your bass and then you could take your guitar and then you could take your drums, then you could take your voices on top of that. Back then it was just everything all in together. So you had to do pre-mixes and, and tests and whatnot. But anyways, um, the finished version was good enough to be included on a B-side but it did so much better than the A-side. It sold like 75,000 copies in a few months. And um, yeah, um, it, it, it was amazing and a half. Everybody loved it. And to this day, it's still played. Um, it's, still, it's still played. You can hear it um, all over the place. It's, it's a classic. It's a rock classic. Um, also... Back in the day, uh, we got a bit of history. This week, nearly 800 years ago, the Fourth Crusade sacks Constantinople, um, which w was its name. 
Also in 1606, part England adopts the Union Jack as its flag. And then, um, let's see, 1811, the first colonists arrive at Cape Disappointment, Washington. And Fort Sumter was shelled by the Confederacy starting America's Civil War in 1861. So that's a bit of stuff that has happened this week in history. Moving on to geography, let's talk about how Alaska is the westernmost and easternmost state in the U.S. Once again, the westernmost and easternmost state in the U.S. Most people think it's the westernmost, especially when looking at a map, but it's also the eastern. How? Well, it's due to the fact that it stretches so far from the west that it falls into the eastern hemisphere. In fact, um, the, what's it called? Semisopochinoi? Semisopochinoi, I guess that's what it's called. It's an island. It's part of Alaska's Aleutian Islands. It's technically the easternmost spot in all of North America. It's kind of weird and, and ridiculous when you think about things crossing over to different hemispheres. Apparently, there's also an island within a lake on an island within a lake on an island. Yeah, I know. So here we go. Follow along closely. In the Philippines island, you'll find Vulcan Point, which is an island within Main Crater Lake. So then Main Crater Lake is located on Volcano Island. Volcano Island is located in Lake Tal, and Lake Tal is located on the island of Luzon. And there you have an island within a lake on an island within a lake on an island. Does your head hurt? I know mine sure does. Um, some people also say that Mauna Kea is taller than Everest. Yeah, Everest may be the tallest mountain above sea level, but when it comes to the tallest mountain on Earth, people are saying that honor goes to Mauna Kea. Above the sea, it only stands about 13,000 feet in height, but when you follow the mountain to its base to the bottom of the Pacific, it's 32,000 feet, which is more than 3,000 uh, feet taller than Everest, which is ridiculous and a half, and I dig it. And that's going to be a bit of our amazing geography facts for this episode. That pushes us over to the loveliness known as the word of the episode. Normally, I would ask our, uh, our guest what they thought the word means and where they think it comes from. So I'm just going to tell you, the word of the episode is drub, D-R-U-B. Um, it means to beat severely or to berate critically or to defeat decisively. A lot of sports writers used it. Um, Apparently, when it was first used in English, it referred to a method of punishments that involved beating the soles of a culprit's feet with a stick. Yeah, it, it's pretty dark. Um, but it originally comes from the Arabic word um, daraba, I think, which means to beat. Um, if I were to use this in a sentence, morale after the game was low. The hometown team had been drubbed by the worst team in the league. I don't know who the worst team in the league is, but that sounds pretty dark and ominous. Um, 
So after we've talked about the word of the day, let's just talk about the uh, joke of the episode. Because I told you I was going to end with a whole bunch of ridiculous jokes. So here we go. Um, jokes you can tell your kids that they can tell their friends, etc. What candy do you eat on the playground? Reese's Pieces. You know, Reese's. Reese's Pieces. Yeah. It, it, it sounded a lot better in my head than it did out loud. Um, why don't you starve in the desert? Because all of the sand, which is there. Uh-huh. Yep, another terrible one. Um, what are twins' favorite fruit? Pears. How do you make a milkshake? You give it a good stare. Yep. Um, what keys do kids like to carry? Cookies. And uh, what do you call a peanut in a spacesuit? An astronaut. Yeah, those are some ridiculous jokes and a half. The extra half is because you had to hear them on this here podcast. And I'm so very sorry for that. Um... So now that we've reached this certain part of our episode, I don't have anything else for you. It's a short one. Enjoy. It's loaded with a whole bunch of facts, figures, and opinions. Um, I hope you had a good time. I had a decent time recording it. And um, we look forward to having more guests come on in the near future. Um, until then, we're going to leave you with our question of the week. What was your favorite joke to tell? When you were a kid, that's right. It could be a knock-knock joke. It could be a six afraid of seven joke. What was your favorite joke to tell as a kid? Or, you know, if you don't remember, what's your kid's favorite joke to tell right now? Or your favorite joke to tell your kids? I will take any of the above. And you can let us know um, the answer to that question, or you can ask us a question or just see what's going on by checking us out on Twitter at Did You Know Ryan O. You could um, shoot me an email, Did You Know Ryan O at gmail.com. Or you can just check us out on Facebook, Did You Know with Ryan O. We're all over the place. I hope you had fun. I know that I most certainly did. And um, we're going to leave you with a bit of, you know, a bit of words of wisdom. We hope that you find your awesome. Hold on to it. And share it with the world. I've been Ryan Ohan. We'll see you next time. No.